Hi, Riley. Hi, Grams. We, we are, are back, back with, with We React. React. Today we are talking about one of our favorite shows at this point, uh, yes. Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass. The limited series on Netflix, Midnight Mass. It might, If you are unaware, Mike Flanagan also uh, wrote and directed uh, the movie adaptation of Stephen King's Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he did Gerald's Game as well. And he did uh, mm-hmm. Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Those are his works that I'm aware of. Yep. Um, and from all of those that I've seen, they're, they're great. Um, me and Grams are going to watch Dr. Sleep soon. We yeah, just want to read the Shining book. We're both getting the it. Shining. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the Shining uh, sometime this December. Mm-hmm. And she got it. So we're going to read it uh, around the same time. And we're just going to... Uh, after we're done, we're going to... Then we'll watch Dr. Sleep. But and in the meanwhile... We'll do a podcast about it. Maybe we'll do a podcast about the book. It's yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty fun. Talking about the book. Yeah, we watched the movie The Shining... But so, it's not a very faithful adaptation, so we thought, might as well. Yeah. So we wanted to, to be able to read the book and then compare the two. But <laughs> anyway, that's not the topic of today's podcast because we are here to talk about Midnight Mass, very which good is show. the pinnacle of Mike Flanagan's creative production if i'm ever going to show anybody like if i ever want to show anybody my against work i'm showing them midnight mass Mm -hmm. it is such a oh before we say anything about besides how great it is um just a spoiler warning because you really must watch this series before you listen to us talk about it very dialogue heavy you might want to watch it do not want to be spoiled (laughs) three or four times um there's a lot. Um, we watched of it. I watched it three and a half times. Three and a half so. times, and I watched it two and a half times. Yeah. So, um, no, I just watched it two times actually. But I wanted to. Um, we we watched it back back when it came out in October. But I wanted to rewatch it before we talked about it on the podcast because it's very dense. Like. Meaning that there's just so much going on in every single episode. And that's not a bad thing. Um, And I didn't want to, um, there's so much that happens. It's hard to remember everything. And I wanted to have my, my thoughts sort of sorted out before we talked about it. Yeah. So it helped to rewatch the whole thing, which we've just done over the past two days. Yeah. And it was worth the being sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Worth the exhaustion, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> a show. I normally don't like rewatching shows because I feel like I get bored of it. Then I never want to rewatch it because, well, who has time to rewatch things when there's so much new stuff to watch? But with this but show, this I'm, one definitely it deserves at least one rewatch. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. It's because such a well-made show. There's so much in depth um, of what the the message that it's trying to get across and. And then all the little details that you need to, um, you you need to go back and rewatch it after you know what's happening and how it's going to end, so that you can then pick up on all of the little clues that it, it, are seated in along the way. There are multiple and, clues. and all the little character moments. I mean, the acting in this is phenomenal. The writing is, of course, superb, spectacular. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was every 
pretty much every single scene mm-hmm. is every scene. scene. Every scene is amazing. Some of my like favorite movie scenes or show scenes of all time are in this show. The um, like the scene at the end where they're all they're all singing, and then as the sun rises, and they they all die. They all just poof, <laughs> all ash. To, the music um, suddenly stops, and all you hear is the water. As you see the kids on the boat with the last words, I can't feel my legs coming from Lisa. Jump straight to spoiling the end. I'm sorry! (laughs) Which we did give you a spoiler warning already, so you have already been warned. Okay, the thing is... And you should have watched the whole thing at least twice. I'm sorry. It's just, we were talking about, like, great scenes. Great scenes, yes. And that's, like, one of the best scenes that I've ever seen in television. There are so many. Like, every scene I was going, oh, this is my favorite scene. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So many great scenes. So many... Oh, and all oh, the acting. I know what I was going to say. Um, the the complaint that we've heard about this is about um, there is just so talky. I, it it really is a lot of a series of monologues of the characters like um, explaining or describing. Um, this is uh, this is like Mike Flanagan working out his thoughts about religion about the catholic church about the afterlife about community and um you know just life and death yeah and so there's a bunch of monologues in here um about all the, all those various topics and but it is it's still character interaction and development as they go through so it, it all is organic in in the story but if you are wanting like a, a horror movie that's like a slasher film, or you go watch Friday the Thirteenth, um, you check out during the talky bits, and then you come back during the slashy bits, then this is not for go you. Watch a, go watch a slasher. Yeah, just go watch one of those ninety movies where it's all boobs and death. <laughs> It's yeah, not. This, it's not a '90s slash movie not, if there aren't like 70 pairs of boobs. That is not this show. <laughs> Am I wrong? This, though? this is this is a lot of um, layers of hand knit sweaters. There's very little skin showing in, very this, comfy in this show. Very warm, comfy sweaters. Yeah. So made by um, your great grandma, so who cares not, a lot about you. That's how, That's how it feels. That's how it feels. So. I, I don't want I don't get don't guess that we want to go through like a plot summary of every single episode. That would be um, so hard. I, it would be hard because even though we just rewatched it, it's tough to remember all the details. That just like the major beats that happen um, in the beginning, mm. you're introduced to all the characters, um, and then. Like the first two episodes, there's so much going on, like just in from being introduced, and then what is going on with this uh, priest and the whole story with Riley and hey, that's me, Aaron. Yeah, sometimes when I'm not paying attention, you you know, I sometimes just lose attention for a few minutes. Sometimes I start paying attention right as they say Riley, and I think it's Graham saying, like, yeah. Yeah, Grants? Yeah. That's pretty silly. Then I realized, oh, it's the show. Oh, Riley's dead. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you're following this character and his um, journey through this story, and then he's dead by the end of the fifth episode. And you're no, like, like the end of the fourth episode. Ooh. No, it's the fifth. Really? Well, okay, it's the fourth, but we find out the we get the whole ending at the end of the fifth episode. Yeah, the main character my dies favorite, in the fourth episode. <laughs> my favorite episodes are the fourth and fifth episodes. See, I like all the episodes after the fourth one. Like mm-hmm. all the other ones were really good, but like my well, the, god, <laughs> the show kind of shifts at that point. The last three episodes, because in the beginning, it's like telling a different story, and then. Once you get to the angel and the the priest story, and then and the the whole conversion thing, it becomes a different show, a different like whole different theme of the show. And you just don't see when you start out how that is all going to end. Hey, really quickly, I think we should take a break from talking about Moon Mass to plug our Discord. And if you join it, uh, maybe. You were going to ch- create a new channel on that. Hate on Bev? Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe we'll link our new Facebook group called Hate on Bev. Was, um, it, was that what it was called? Or it was I like think. Bev Hate? Bev Hate group or something. Yeah, we made a Bev For- Hate group because we hate Bev. Um, You should join it. Because yeah. she is the epitome Bev is such of, a great character. I love to hate her. And I don't like saying hate. I think it's a pretty strong word. But I hate Bev. I hate uh, Bev. I saw a couple of articles talk about how the monster in this show <laughs> is not the vampire. Not the vampire. It's Bev. Not, it's, it, yeah, it is Bev Keen. It yeah. turns out... The biggest monster of the show is this human woman. She's also like incredibly hypocritical. Who, like the scene in the end, most people have <laughs> probably met someone just like her. She is the Karen meme. She, she, <laughs> she is the is Karen, Karen, Karen meme. Like you know, remember that scene in the last episode where you know they've just come back from burning everything, like burning everybody's houses except for the community center, and. She finds some, and she finds the sheriff, or she refers to him, Sharif. Uh, <laughs> She's uh, not the only one, but that's so is, annoying. It's so mean. I mean, the, yeah, the treatment of the sheriff, the treatment of Joe Colley. Like, yeah, this, is, Joe this Colley. has got to be, to me, this is like the saddest character because. He's so pathetic in the beginning and he, try, as he, soon as he starts tries to get down, better. like he takes one step on this journey to um, better his life. And then that's it. It's that's the end. And th- this happens in the fourth episode. And I, I didn't rewatch that one as many times as the other ones. Um, and I remembered that he died, but I didn't remember how he died. Because I just kind of blanked out, I think, that whole scene. Be- and I realized when I watched it again tonight, the reason why, because he was awake the whole time that he was being he was eaten. Being, yeah. He really didn't deserve it. He was, as soon as he took the first step to getting better, he died. Yeah. So like, ne- I love never, Joe Colley. 
never had a chance. I mean, except for the two kids who survive at the end, none of them ever had a chance. The scene with Lisa and Joe Colley, where Lisa goes into Joe's trailer and she's ranting about how she's thought of doing horrible things to Joe Colley, how she... It was an excellent speech. It was so great. And, uh, and like really well delivered. Like that is exactly the kind of thing that you would think about saying. Like you would rehearse it in your head and think, if I could just say what I really want to say to this guy, this is what I want, would want to say. And she said it. And she gets a chance to actually say all of it and delivers it so well, so perfectly. I forgot the actor's name. Which she one? She needs an Emmy. Oh yes, Lisa. She, she needs, needs an Emmy for some that award. She needs some good award. It's like that, child but, actors are known for being pretty bad. <clears throat> Anakin in the prequels. Um, <laughs> yippee! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> poor kid. He became really depressed after because everybody made fun of him for being in the prequels. That's really sad. Yeah, he was like six, and he was a, a Star Wars fan. Poor kid. Anyways. That um, happens to kid actors sometimes. I, I, you know, people have a hard time. Like, the character, the actor is not the character, okay? So, the actor plays the character. Um, when they're done with their part, you don't keep treating the actor like they are the the character that they portrayed, right? Because that they're not. Yeah. They're, they're just really good actors. If you can identify with the character and you think that um, it's really well written and well performed, they did an excellent job. They're a really good actor, but they are not that character. Yeah, I really love that part. And you can tell that that's the moment that Joe was just like, I need to turn my life around. And he did. Well, and I think Riley inspired him that he, and and the fact that they were then having meetings right on the island where he didn't have to go off the island to it was just right there like come on in there's a chair for you um, you know come in and you're always welcome you're welcome um yeah he was not visiting his sister yep he was dead <laughs> You know, there's so what many else? jump scares in the show that even there's on a couple your, of jump scares, yeah. Even on your, <laughs> even like, when you're expecting it, third viewing, like in the beginning when Riley is seeing the girl that he killed in the car, and mm-hmm. like you know it's coming, you see the lights start flashing, and then boom, they've got the music and just like the angle of the camera and just the horror, um, just slam right in your face. It, it shocks you every when time. When the show is trying to be scary or creepy, it succeeds. Like, even if you're expecting it, you still, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not like one of those jump scares where, you know, those horror games are just jump scare simulators, honestly. Well, the, scare. the first time through, every time the angel, and you can see my air quotes, um, <laughs> I can't like jumps on somebody, it was a jump scare. I, I didn't feel like that in subsequent watches, but the first time it was like, oh my God, because it moves so fast when it attacks people. I love the angel's design. Um, I just want to say that Father Monsignor Pruitt, John, Paul, 
Let's just call him John Pruitt or John. He um, really needed to read some genre fiction and like watch some more TV <laughs> be- to not realize that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, little little technical glitch there. But, yeah, but I was talking about Monsignor Pruitt. So he was an advanced state of dementia at the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I could, in that context, I could see that he would not. He would think this was an angel just because he saw wings and was like, "Must be an angel." Mm-hmm. Um, a big clue should have been that the thing never spoke like mm-hmm. when he's talking about how oh when angels come people are always afraid of them the angels were always it's perfect it, i mean it's practically proof that it's an angel when you're afraid of it yeah but they always have a message to convey and they speak to you and they say that they're an angel of god this thing never spoke it just kind of grunted and screeched but you can tell that it was it was pretty so, smart at, like after he was restored to his youthful self and his mental faculties, he should have realized, oops, not an angel. But, you know, not until it's way too late. And then he's like, oh, no, we're wrong. I'm wrong. We were wrong. Uh, his foot's on way, backwards. way too late. I'm sorry. You should have thought of that before you shoved the thing into a box and brought it with you back to your town. This foot's on really backwards. Yeah, it's supposed to be that way. Is it? It's quirky. It's quirky. It reminds me of the puppets from, of like the the claymation from uh, the short Opal, which is a Jack Stopper thing. He's, he makes like claymations as well as songs and like kind of horror but there are these scenes where um, we're not going to lose the microphone again, are we? I hope there are these scenes. Where, not that that has ever happened to us. Friends. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> doing it again. It's oh my big. god! <laughs> I don't know why or how. No, wait, I don't want to accidentally click the wrong thing here. Okay, <laughs> um, it's big. No. <laughs> so let's see. So um, Monsignor Pruitt, very poor judgment on his part. I loved uh, him as a character, though. He was such, oh my gosh, what a great character. Um, what a great speaker as like um, minister. Yeah, definitely. Giving like giving his sermons and giving his speeches. And that's that whole, how much. Like I love that scene where he's convincing, persuading Riley. He's like, oh, it's really a gift from God, etc. And doing yeah. that whole. What are you doing? I don't know. Um, and then I think. That was that was him. That was the same actor in like old age makeup when he was playing the old Monsignor Pruitt mm-hmm. in the episode where he oh no where he is hey Jenny Jenny explaining <laughs> the lie that he has perpetuated and the journey that he went on and it's showing all the carvings of the stations of the cross 
while he's describing that was so cool all the horrors that yeah that he went through the scenes i I love the scenes where he's confessing his sins Mm -hmm. those are like especially with the theme of the show that's like a really great way to tell his side of the story you know if I had one quibble, it would be that when he reveals himself, it it was must have been in episode six. Um, yeah, episode and, six. And tells them that he lied. He's really Monsignor Pruitt. They're not phased at all. Nobody is phased at all. There had to have been somebody in the congregation who was surprised. And they sort of whiffed on that because there should have been at least one gasp or, you know, surprised face. But... Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, cool, whatever. What's yeah, next? Um, we oh, the music. the music. Oh, we have to <gasps> talk about the, the music. Yes. We're on the same page. We both, we both downloaded the soundtrack. She actually bought it. I yeah, think. I she bought, bought it. it. I just got it on YouTube Music. Mm-hmm. Um, Such an awesome soundtrack. Wow, I was actually it's thinking. It's just so um, perfectly timed, like when it's, when it's doing just that one note um, bass or cello. And then when it when it has in the background, like when I think it was when Erin was first talking about her idea of the afterlife, about her little daughter, and and they had the the just faint piano version of "Nearer My God to Thee" playing in the background, and then they had it again later when um, uh, when was it? Oh, it was when I think it was when. Um, Something to do, oh, it was something to do with his mother, Annie. Um, but just all the places where they had that background music, where they, oh my gosh, the church scene where they have um, the all of these revelations going on, the, the, um, the, all of the chapter, the, the episode names are books of the Bible. And so the last one is revelation and um, the music behind, like as it gets more and more horrifying, as people realize what they're expected to do here, that they're supposed to poison themselves, drink poison and die and then be resurrected. And then after there's this whole commotion and everybody's doing their thing and, um, and then they have um, Lisa's mom resurrect and she's like hugging her daughter and she's like, oh, it's, you know, and then you just hear a heartbeat. The music fades away and it's just heartbeat. And then as they start like feeding on people, then it, it, the music ramps up back up to horror music again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then all the hymns that were interspersed and I'm impressed that all of the congregation had all those hymns memorized because no one ever had to look at a sheet music or a hymnal. Bev knew every line, every phrasing, every word of the Bible, (laughs) every testament, every book. She could quote whole chapters of the Bible just off the top of her head, just (laughs) pull something out that exactly fits this situation. Anybody could do that, though. There's a line in the Bible that can go for or against anything. 
there are probably lines that say, oh, yeah, go ahead and murder people. And there are lines that say, oh, don't kill people. That's bad. You know? Yeah, but she turns on a dime with on the, the priest at the end when first she's like, oh, it has to be you. And then he's like, no, it's not me. And then she's like, no, of course it's not you. She's like, it's, oh, come on, father. No, 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 no. I don't like this. Yeah, she's We like, should have – the Bible warned against calling people who aren't God father. Yep. Yep. She's so <laughs> Yeah, I was impressed. I was gonna tell you that it would be you might find it entertaining to read the book of Revelation, but really Bev just basically recited the whole thing. So I, I eventually want to get around to her studying the Bible. And I eventually want to get around to studying the Bible because I find that stuff very interesting. It is. Um, like I personally don't believe it or uh, I don't believe in the Bible, but Still interesting, you know? It certainly is interesting to read. Ago, I went through a whole rabbit hole of just cults because I can. And I now know a lot about the Jehovah's Witnesses mm. and Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's pretty fascinating. If I ever have to do an essay on... So a religion i'm doing heaven's gate <laughs> it's so interesting like just their beliefs and what led them to kill themselves like woohoo mass suicide how fun mm. <clears throat> yeah anything else about the show the music was i good. mean there's a lot else like i feel like i could talk for days if I could just remember everything that I wanted to say, um, that's why I wanted to take a little extra time to contemplate the show and rewatch it. Um, Cause I knew I wouldn't be able to remember everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, there's yeah. just so much. Man, we need to watch Bly Manor now. Yeah. You can. And then maybe he'll finish house. watching Bly maybe, Manor. Maybe he'll house question mark, question mark, question mark. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. I know you said I couldn't watch it, but maybe. You will be able to watch it, yes. Maybe if I'm good by the time we finish <laughs> by Manor, I can watch Hill House with you. <laughs> and just with you. Yeah. Yeah, you will. Time to watch by Manor. Because <laughs> I really want to watch Hill House. Mom says it's good. You say it's good. It is. Um, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so Midnight Mass, definitely... Um, worthy of a rewatch. Oh yeah, many rewatches. Um, you know, put it on in the background. Let's enjoy the music. The show um, just makes me happy to watch. Just replay those wonderful monologues and speeches. They. I love are the speeches just, about death. Yeah. In the fourth uh, episode and in the episode seven, they have a beautiful three beat because they do. First, they have Riley talking about his idea, like because she asks him, "Well, what what do you think happens when we die?" And then she talks about what she thinks happened to her daughter. And then the third beat at As the end dying. is her death and her talking about. Um, and and they they kind of they also do a repetition of this because at the moment that Riley dies, he sees the girl, Tara Beth, that he had killed, um, kind of smiling at him and taking his hand. As if he's been 
forgiven. Yeah. And then as if he's, you see when um, Aaron is dying, she is seeing, talking to Riley and, um, and, and talking through this, her thoughts about what happens when you die. So such just a great show. It's such a great show. So, okay. I'm not trying to sound like, I don't know how to put it, but they should study this show in film school. Cause I know they f- study like really well-made things in film school. I've heard that they should do that for this show. Yes. Yes. Cause you can tell that Mike Flanagan, all the writers, all the actors loved this project. You can tell that Mike Flanagan really put a lot of his heart into this. Oh, all of his heart. And he loved this show um, so He worked much. on the, the, the writing for many years because he was first thinking is should this be a book should it be a movie should it be a series he tried to pitch it as a series it didn't get picked up it's better as a series this couldn't um, be he kept working on it he finally came back around um it could be to a, good a series that netflix was like okay we will do this and then it the end result is just a beautiful work of art it could be a book but i think it works best as a mm-hmm. show not a movie though, because it needs the unless seven it hours. was a seven-hour movie. That's not <laughs> happening <laughs> because it really, yeah. Um, I feel that the the seven episodes that they got, fifty, forty-five, ninety, this all the time that they had was yeah perfect. And, and most of the episodes are at least sixty minutes or more. No, there there are some that are like forty-five. The last episode's like 45, 46 minutes. Oh, I don't think so. No, it was. I remember checking. I will look at the times. But yeah, they are. Um, it, it's nice that, that you can have with a Netflix show or the some of the other uh, streaming originals. You can have an episode be as long as it is, as long as it needs to be. Um, you have like, a, you know, a basic time frame of like around an hour. But you, it doesn't have to be exactly 42 minutes on the dot, you know, where they have to keep cutting scenes or filling in time because they to get it exactly that length. You just have it be the length that it needs to be to say, this is my complete episode. Another thing, they, um, the show really fits in with the format of Netflix's mm-hmm. binge watch the show in two days. Yeah. Let's just binge watch this show and... Yeah, you know, I mean, like their motto. they have it everything. is good for binge watching. Um, I, I feel would, like it works. Best. I would say that spreading it over two days gives you a little bit of time to think about it in between. It, you, yeah, like you, if you go like halfway, um, but then also rewatch it because you're going to think about it. You're going to want to spend time thinking about it, and then you want to go going to want to go back. Watch it again, knowing, you know, with the, the knowledge of the whole thing, uh, you can appreciate it all even more and then think about it some more because it is a very thought provoking series. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I don't like the silence like at all. You don't like the what? Silence. I don't like quiet. The silence? What silence? What are you talking about? No, I'm, uh, this is leading to a point, Grant. Uh-huh. Go on. I don't like quiet. But uh-huh. after finishing the show, like the two times I've watched it, after finishing the last episode, there was a solid, both times, it's just a solid five minutes of just me and Graham's not talking and letting the ending sink in. Yeah. 
and the way it the, is. Well, and they do that for several of the episodes. The way the the episode where um, Riley dies, the episode and ends, just and the credits roll, and you are just left with like the sounds of what what, what of the last scene until the credits are done, just and that one is crying. like the most intense. The 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 scene where Riley's bursting into flames and Aaron's just Aaron sobbing. is just screaming her head off, and then she goes from screaming to sobbing, and then finally she quiets, and um, and you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this for this. Yeah, <laughs> and the um, it's just yeah, it's just so great. I love this show. Yeah. And like, I don't hear many people talking about it. Like, and I like, then, after watching the show, I really like watching recaps of it. And like, you know, just recaps of it, people talking about stuff about it. And it was hard. There were like three of them three. that I could find. Of shows? No, three videos. Videos, yeah. Because the, the, some of the channels that I like on YouTube, they do that kind of stuff. Three of them that I knew of did it. And I follow like 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to several podcasts that talked about it. Um, yeah, I guess there were like two or three um, that talked about, I don't know, not very many that would go episode by episode and talk about each one in depth. Um, because most people are going to um, binge watch it and... Well, I personally like, I don't mind talking about each episode, but I want it from the, to be from the perspective of we've seen the whole thing. So we're not, uh, we're not talking about each episode. Don't, don't, yeah, don't click anything. I'm sorry. I like it when it makes, I like it when it goes big and then it goes and then it's just huge. That is huge. That's the biggest I've ever seen. Um, biggest mouse grams biggest mouse i've ever seen yeah, okay uh-huh i <laughs> i'm talking about the computer mouse grams i like when I, I i like when people are reviewing an episode with the context of the whole series um yeah in mind rather than reviewing an episode going well i don't know what's going to happen next and then like speculating well maybe this is going to happen maybe that mm. um i don't like speculation it's just my personal preference and mom i like being able to really get in depth on uh you know what happened in an episode or a series from the point of view of we've seen the whole thing when i was watching this with mom like not yeah. even two up not even three episodes in She's, Mom guessed the plot twist. She's that guessing all Father this. John was Monsignor Pruitt. She guessed it. Uh-huh. And she guessed that there was like a vampire in the box. Uh-huh. Uh I'm like, how? And she guessed oh. I I had me and you both I had to text her you to tell her to shush. <laughs> yeah, she was getting all right. Now I was scared that she would. She did spoil the show. She spoiled when Riley died for me. Mm-hmm. She spoiled it. I was taking a break from watching the show because just you know I was tired. I just wanted to play a game for a bit, a few hours. And she texted you. 
she texted me, come out here and sent me a picture of Riley and Aaron on the boat and Riley bursting in the flames. Like what? <laughs> or sometimes when she messages me like, oh, OMG, come here or help me. I'm like, oh, oh, oh mom, are you okay? <laughs> she either wants me to push the ottoman in so she can rest her legs on the ottoman. Or somebody in the show that we're watching that I haven't gotten to oh. that episode is dead. Uh, we we almost forgot. We can't forget to talk about, thank God they didn't name him Bomb. <laughs> There's this character named Bull. And he sells pot. Um, and his That mom- was, what a great scene. Like, we don't know anything about this character. We've seen him, like, once. We know that he was like stupidly walking into an abandoned dark house at night <laughs> when he heard a noise. So, whatever. But... But, but that scene with his mother making this impassioned plea, like, he was a person and he should be treated with respect. Thank God they didn't name him Bong. Thank God they didn't name him Bong. <laughs> you know, me and Grams, we were originally planning, like, just, like, an hour ago. I was talking to her. We should talk about Bull a lot. Every time we talk <laughs> about him, we need to call him Ball. <laughs> his name is Bong now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't, that, me and Grams laughed so hard at that. It, <laughs> Pretty sure that was supposed that to be was a joke. great, you know? That was like, yeah. <laughs> Thank God they didn't call him Bong. Well, because you're introduced to him, you're like, his name is Bull? What? Why? Is that really his name? And then later you find out. It could have been Bong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they didn't call him Bong. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that show. Hmm. So yeah, there's I just a few love the sheriff. In it. The sheriff the sheriff and Ollie. is awesome. They are oh. great. They're such great so, characters. The thing I think the sheriff missed in his whole like kept hammering like this is not our religion, this is not our God, this is you know that there's nothing wrong with this, nothing against it, but but what he missed I think is that his son wasn't going there because he was interested in God or a miracle. He was interested in the community of the church. Like they were, it was a group that was going to invite him in and he was going to be in this group, like on the in club, on the inside. At the ending of. That's what he wanted. At the ending of the show, when Bev's trying to get him to not so the building on fire, and she's like, and she's oh just like, God. boy, he just throws the match. She just does everything so- wrong. From and when she calls, end. and when she calls the sheriff, uh, his blood dirty mm-hmm. because he's not Christian and because he's not white as a cracker. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> so bad. Yep. And after doing that, she turns around and yeah, it's. And when she's like, so, how dare you? Like uh, you watch the, through this whole thing and you're going, she's got to die. Like, she why can't she be the first one to die like she needs to die like right now she's like one of the last ones to die in yeah, the very she's the end last in the last episode dying. but it's so satisfying <laughs> you're like finally <laughs> the, i laugh so hard i sometimes whenever i think of ostriches because you know there's this like this thing that just like, there's just like this yeah. Mm-hmm. Ostrich. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Um, she tries to bury her head in the sand to stop herself from burning to death. And I yep. laugh so hard every time I think of that. Yep. That was so funny. She's so stupid. I love to hate Bev and I hate to love Bev. And that's why I love her. Mm-hmm. And whatever her name is, it's Samantha something. Samantha Sloyan. Samantha Sloyan did such a great job. Yep. And the scene where she's... Bev is such a bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't live with myself if somehow, oh. some way, that dog got into oh, poison. Oh, man. Oh, just... Uh, this should be... I've never dog gone dies. there and look, looked at it, but this should be on the website, Does a Dog Die? Because yeah, that dog, exists. One minute. I need dog dies in this one. It's terrible. I'm looking, I'm looking it's at website one of the up. worst moments of that website the up. whole series. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Does the dog die.com. Let's see one minute. It's an app. Oh, really? There's an app? Of course there's an app. <laughs> okay, let me see. Midnight. Mass. Yeah, I think it's episode two. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's on here. Mm -hmm. Of course it is. Is there a dead animal? Yeah, there's multiple dead cats in the first and second episode. Does the dog die? Yep. Does does the animal die? Yep. Yep. (laughs) They got it. There's so much animal death. Jeez. And the cats are so cute. Well, the cats, like, we didn't, they they weren't pets. Like, the cats in the beginning, the first episode, we didn't see them as pets. They weren't anybody's pets. So it's not the same effect of seeing all of these cats as it was. Like, we knew that the dog, Pike, was a pet and a beloved pet. I love Pike. And and, Beth just poisoned him. Beth, they don't explicitly state that Bev poisoned him. Oh, yeah. But it is so obvious that yeah. Bev poisoned Pike just because oh, he God. barked at her. Because he barked at her. Yeah. Like, does she not know what a dog is? Dogs do that. That's just something that dogs do. Yeah, well, dogs will bark at somebody that they there's something they don't like about them. I've never... I had that happen. I was out... Uh, in my front yard with my dog and somebody walked by and my dog was like really barking at this woman and she's like you you stick not your dog on me you did that on purpose i'm like no he just doesn't like you like which not dog my fault uh, i don't remember probably, it was either haggard or charlie probably haggard haggard was the more yeah, I don't remember which one it was, but Charlie was like the clearly, really, really nice one that let me pet him. He and just, then Hagrid's the one who tried to kill me whenever I would come near him. No, he never did that. I feel like he did. He was of a course sweet that was dog. like over six years ago. But yeah, he just did not was like that woman. Wait, which and one every died time first? she walked by, they would bark. Which dog died first? Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie was the nice one that let me touch him. They were both very sweet. Yeah, I but feel like I was just really rough with dogs. I don't know. You were fine. I, it was good for you to be to grow up around big dogs so that yeah. you could learn to not be afraid of them and to horrified of big dogs. Um you know, to to be comfortable around dogs and to know, know how to handle yourself. Remember when Christopher refused to go near big dogs? No. He did. For a point in time, he was so scared of big dogs. He was just scared of dogs. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, he was. 
He also, for a point in time, hated chocolate. He hated cheese unless it was melted, but now he's changed his mind and he just doesn't like cheese, even if it's melted. <laughs> um, it's, that's so weird because I just, I can't have a day without cheese. So Christopher, Christopher doesn't like, eat what? lasagna. Like, I don't like ricotta cheese. So when mom makes lasagna, she doesn't put lasagna, ricotta, ricotta mm-hmm. cheese in it. But he's decided, now I have to make like three different batches no. because he doesn't like cheese no, like you no can't cheese. have lasagna without cheese i'm yeah, sorry i know and then her mom's like well you're not any different you don't like ricotta cheese and that's how it's only made but i'm like and i'm like but it's it's different it's <laughs> it's it still needs cheese it needs cheese in some way just because i don't like one type of cheese you know it's it can't be lasagna without cheese mm. that's like calling spaghetti without spaghetti noodle spaghetti <laughs> oh well that's sauce and meat chunks, if you even put me. My mom used to call spaghetti, her spaghetti and meat chunks, spaghetti and meatballs. But she would just make meat chunks, just just meat chunks. Yeah. Did you ever put cheese over your spaghetti? Yeah, sometimes. It's good. It's good. My dad's family. I like it that way. When we would, whenever we would have family dinner night and we would make... Um, we would make, uh, they would make, they would make, uh, when we used to do it, um, as often, like every week we would, um, sometimes they would make, they, they would always put cheese in it. Mm-hmm. No matter what they were making, it had to have cheese. They love cheese. They probably have like seven bro- blocks in their fridge right now. Anyways, um, whenever we would make spaghetti, they had the, some giant cheese grater. I don't know how, but the slices of cheese, like the, the, the cheese grater cheese it came out really thick. The mm-hmm. cheese that they used really complimented it. Mm-hmm. So it was like not thick, but it was like wide. Mm-hmm. It was wide and long. Mm-hmm. And it tasted so good. It added so much flavor. Mom doesn't like it. How did we get off the subject? Of midnight mass <laughs> and we got to cheese on spaghetti. Um, I think it was because of anything lasagna. Anything else that we wanted to talk I was just trying to think if there were was any like food appearances in this show but i mean other than communion fish i i think they fishing crabs. well it was a fishing community i think they wanted to really zero in on the whole communion thing hey, this video is getting just as long um, as the recap that i watched which mm-hmm. was 42 minutes um but this time we went off topic and barely talked about the show but uh. the interesting thing is that in the Catholic Church, you cannot take communion unless you are baptized in the church. Um, the, there are other churches where you can have a, a guest come in. They don't have to be a member of that particular church or that um, branch of Protestantism to take communion with everybody else. But in Catholic Church, you do not get to touch the communion Unless you are baptized in the Catholic Church. This chair is really uncomfortable, even when we were wearing nice, comfortable pants. How does Grandpa sit in it all day? Well, he always wears pants, so... Even if you wear pants, you can feel <laughs> the spikes just poke, poke, poke. Oh, hi, butt. Poke, poke, poke. He's used to it, I guess. It's really uncomfortable, <laughs> unless you're sitting on a blanket. But you can't do it with <clears throat> a blanket like on you. Anyway, um, anything else that you remember that's very important to talk about? 
We talked about communion. We talked about I love priests. the show called Midnight Mass, and the last few masses in the show take place at, at midnight. Yeah, it's really beautiful the way they lead up to that with the, like first having to do an evening service and then their Easter vigil, which they normally would do. Um, they're like, it's perfect. We'll have it at midnight. And then Midnight Mass. Yep. Awesome. Such an awesome show. And it ends with the sunrise. And, ju and just like when Riley's talking about how his dreams... They always end with the sunrise. This show is so good at foreshadowing. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think it's foreshadowing until you finish the show. And the last thing you see in the show is the sun rising. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful series. Beautiful writing. Beautiful music. How you lost your earbuds and how you found them. <laughs> yeah, that was a very sad story. Tell it. I was very upset. Tell it. I got into the car and... My, I sat down in the car and then my earbuds, both of them just flew out of my ears. One of them flew across the car and I picked it up. The other one I couldn't find. Finally, I go back later. I, I like, it's still on. So I know it's still close to the phone. Yeah, it's still, it's still connected. connected. So I'm like, it's either in my purse or in my vest that I'm wearing. And it wasn't in my purse. I took everything out of my purse, cleaned it out. It was in the inside pocket so the earbud from my left ear flew into the inside right pocket of my vest and way down in the the bottom of the pocket somehow that, that was so funny when i heard that story i thought she still lost it she didn't say that she found it until she told me that i i i lost it like when i i, I was like it's not physically possible for it to just disappear and not be someplace where i can find it um, so yeah, it, it's a funny story, but, uh, it, it wasn't funny at the time. I can smile about it now, but at most the time it was funny, terrible. Most funny stories aren't funny at the time. Mm -hmm. It sure wasn't funny at the time. All right. So on that note, um, watch it again, go rewatch it. If you weren't sure exactly what happened, where definitely rewatch it. Um, download, download the soundtrack and listen download to it. It's beautiful. I love that they end it with nearer my God to thee. It's, it's reminiscent of that ending of the Titanic when the oh my gosh, orchestra like guys the are playing, end the show on. playing that as the ship goes down. Such a great song to end the show on. It went so well. <sighs> so, okay. I think we're done here. Are we're we, going to calm down and to... watch some British sitcoms. We are going to watch something British. So We're going to watch some British sitcoms to calm ourselves down. Let's, uh, calm down. You calm definitely down? need to calm down. Well, you know what I mean. All right. Absolutely Get ready fantastic. to say fabulous. goodbye. Get ready Absolutely to get fabulous. Get fantabulous. Get, get ready. Get ready to say goodbye. Fantasia. Are you ready? Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.